Shirt, Stephen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I dressed up for him. I dressed up for Augustine, didn't I? I woke up 15 minutes before. I you look like you're still in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are here with Lee Genota. You know who? Genota. <laughs> Lee, thank you so much for coming. It's my pleasure. We know that you're one of the best athletes here in Ridgecrest. With that being Thank said, you. that being said, what got you into it? Into the sports that I compete in? Yes. I had been a runner and amateur boxer for years, for decades. Okay. And by the time I was in my mid-40s, I had already had to give up the running because of one knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I was about 44, 45, I was, I was spent. I was emotionally drained from boxing. Okay. Every sport has its discomforts and risk of injury. Combat sports are the only one in which you are guaranteed to get hurt, hurt every single workout. And I was, I was just kind of over it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, at that time, um, just completely coincidentally, a coworker said, hey, you should try the Scottish Highland Games, uh, which is uh, an all-throwing sport, much like track and field, uh, shot and disc. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, there was a, a kind of a transition period where I went from one into the other. Uh, and then I pursued that. And the people I met within the Highland Games community, there's a lot of crossover between Highland Games and Strongman. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of a, a hankering to try Strongman. And that's how I got into that. And then my involvement in Strongman in turn proliferated into other sports, uh, the, the arm lifting, moss wrestling, and so forth. That was about 44, 45, and I'm 50 now. Can we talk about a little bit of your your recent accomplishments? I know... At Olympia, you PR'd a lot. You did extremely well there. Mm-hmm. So, can we talk about your your current PRs? Uh, well, they were specifically arm lifting. Let's go with yeah. Let's go with arm lifting, and then let's talk about okay. what you've got going on this weekend. Um, so yeah, the arm lifting came about directly as a result of having done the uh, Ventura Strongest Man back in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I forget which. And one of the gym owners said, hey, are you going to do the arm lifting competition next mm-hmm. month? And, and for, the, for the lay person who's never heard of it, and let's face it, most people haven't, it's an offshoot of Strongman in which every event is a test of grip strength. Okay. Right. So um, I didn't really have an interest, quite frankly. Okay. But um, I tried it, and it turned out that between having pretty exceptionally long hands yeah. and having worked construction for 25 years gave me a heads up over most other competitors. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward only two years now, that's as long as I've been involved with it, um, I'm one of the top ranked arm lifters in the world. Wow. We're sitting among the star. How do you feel? Are you overwhelmed? I'm a little starstruck. I'm a little bit. overwhelmed as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's, it's so surreal. cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I, I appreciate so it, but quickly. let's face it, it's, it's a niche sport, you know. Yeah. Regardless of... To excel so fast. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Is uh, oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, no, to excel so fast in something that you just kind of fell into. Yeah, it is, was. Um, it was almost coincidental, and mm-hmm. I just, you know, it was just a number of factors that fell into place in the right way. <clears throat> and and plus, if I do say so myself, I have an intense work ethic, you know, which contributed to it. And and to your question previously, yeah, we've seen. Mr. I, I rose to the point where I qualified for the most recent uh, 2022 Mr. Olympia. Um, 
I lifted in the heavyweight class. Um, as a, <coughs> so that's not, that's not the top. There is a super heavyweight as well. Okay. So 125 kilograms, 275 pounds is the limit in my class. I, um, there were four events, and I know these are probably going to be completely foreign to the, uh, the lay listener. Uh, the double overhand axle deadlift, the Saxon bar deadlift, the I'll put up little I'll put up little pictures and graphics okay, over cool. it so that people can um, see what you're talking about. Gosh, I'm I'm actually forgetting now the um, two rolling, handed two handed um, rolling not rolling thunder uh, two handed the rolling blocks. No, no, no. That was? The rolling blocks. The the rolling blocks uh, deadlift was another one, and I'm, I'm forgetting the exact title of the fourth uh, and and the rolling block deadlift. So if you can imagine the handles that the the close handles that you would use say for um seated rows mm -hmm. it's like that setup except instead of two round pegs you're holding on to two um composite square blocks that are on bearings so yeah. they swivel and you have to deadlift it without the blocks rolling out and you know losing losing the lift and in that event i lifted uh 80 kilograms I believe that's 176 pounds and uh, established because it's a new event established the world record for the heavyweight division wow established a new world record yeah so your name's up so, there yeah i have questions over whether that event will even continue in competition mm -hmm. simply because it's for certain little nuances rules of the lift mm -hmm. it's very very difficult for the judges to judge it properly okay mm -hmm. um and because of that, I, I wonder if it'll even have a future. But it, for whatever its life is, I established the head. Let me say, let me you know heavyweight, not the overall. Okay. That that belongs to the super heavyweight, my friend Carl. He's he's an amazing lifter. Is Carl the monster? Yeah, yeah. And one of the humblest, most articulate, finest people you will ever meet. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people look at a a, a big guy. He's uh, Carl is six nine and about three hundred fifty pounds. Was that the older guy or no? No, uh, this is a different guy. Um, and so you know, I'm, you know, the average person I would look at him and go, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, but once you get to talk to him, he's he, he's just a giant, gentle soul who happens to be as strong as a beast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually had a question in regards to uh, injury prevention. I imagine with something like that that's so taxing on your grip mm -hmm. um do you ever run into issues with you know the joints in your fingers your wrist or anything like that i i did i experienced that? a little um I, I don't even know what it was my tendons i, I think i i pulled a tendon in okay. this hand following the um, uh, u.s championships just a mm -hmm. few weeks ago and um i uh, had some swelling and I'm not the best person when it to to talk to when it comes to injury prevention okay. or or injury avoidance. Okay, because I tend to be kind of a bull in a china shop when it comes to my training. But yeah. it, after that, I had gotten some hand specific stretches from Liana, the the yoga instructor at seven six zero, and I incorporated yeah. those uh, to to try to uh, try to reduce the swelling as well as just maintenance in general because yeah. it's. Um, I've talked to some of the other top-notch arm lifters, and nobody does anything in terms of maintenance really? for the hand yeah. muscles. No one. And I that's thought that's that's that seems to be counterintuitive. Every yeah. other athlete in every other strength sport yeah. does do something like that, except arm lifters. So she showed me a couple rudimentary 
hand stretches and I've been incorporating those several That's times good. a week. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk about this weekend, your upcoming event with Kristen. Yes. Tomorrow is the, um, uh, Southern California Scottish Highland Games season opener down in Vista, California, mm -hmm. uh, at Green Oaks Ranch, 8 a.m. Uh, and, um, Scottish Highland Games is very literally an ancient sport. Uh, it dates back anywhere from 800 to 1,000 years. Okay. Obviously, specifically the Scottish Highlands, and every event is throwing. Okay. Throwing uh, things that um, resemble a kettlebell for both distance and height. Uh -huh. Hammers, um, a four-foot handle with a round ball typically yeah. are the hammers. Stones, simple stones. Okay. The, uh, the log toss, which is uh, known in the sport as the caber. Uh, yeah. and other such things and tomorrow's the season opener and uh i'm i'm looking forward to it myself i'm particularly yeah. looking forward to it for for kristen corsi another 760 uh hot shot uh yeah. she is she is a fantastic athlete uh it's it's and to see the progress she's made she's done in about four or five months of training with me mm -hmm. what took me about two years wow yeah she's She's got a great, great sense of the complicated motions that go into the throws. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing her compete. That's awesome. And we'll be sure to have, hopefully, Kristen take pictures. Hopefully, you're able to take she, some pictures and we can uh, all see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, she has. An, I, I made to sure see. to recruit an entire entourage of her family and friends to come support yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she deserves it. And, and you know, anybody from the gym deserves it. After the support you guys gave me at Olympia, which is above and beyond what any gym I've ever belonged to has done, the least I could do was to do what I could to support another athlete within the gym. Gonna hit my heart, my heartstrings real quick if you're not careful. Yep. Actually, yeah. It's cool because uh, you mentioned the coaching, right? You mm -hmm. mentioned coaching uh, Kristen on the weekdays, just once a week, right? Usually just once a week. This week in preparation for game day tomorrow, we did twice, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, so um, you and I are kind of in the same boat, coaching wise, mm -hmm. and um, so and I've been fortunate enough to to where sometimes I've been driving by and I will pop out and see you guys uh, practicing, and you've let me, you've even let me throw mm -hmm. a few times, which is really cool. And one thing I noticed off the bat is like that you gotta, as a coach, you gotta have a keen like. Like, you really just got to know the mechanics of the sport. And that comes from, of course, it comes from practicing, but also, like, to be able to look at somebody else and mm -hmm. know, I see what you're doing. You're going for the right thing, but it's a little off. So here's what you need to fix. Right. Uh, you and I are kind of in the same boat as, like, um, do you think, what do you think, um, what do you think, as a coach that that comes do you think it just comes from your years of experience doing it and then absolutely or have you do you think you've always had that kind of like uh, being able to to key in on certain details type thing this is the for over the last two to three years that was the worst way i could have no i, I understand <laughs> no you did fine You're, i, I understand later. i know um it's a hard to coach yes it's a hard to coach i've only taken up the mantle of coaching over the last two or three years um when our orange county highlanders <clears throat> team captain moved out of state and it kind of fell upon me and one other member to you know it, 
for a moment, it was just the two of us showing up at the park, but as newer throwers came into the fold, um, yeah. you know, I'm not going to let them just flounder. Yeah. So I, I shared with them my experience, but this, the lessons, uh, not well, the lessons of my military service are actually directly applicable Ooh. because I was a, 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 a shooting coach on the rifle range. And the quickest, simplest way to, de to determine a good shooting coach from a bad one is where is your coach looking? If he's looking at the target, you've got someone that's not going to be able to help you. If you've got a coach who is looking at his shooter and his form and his breathing and so forth, okay, then you've got at least a capable coach. And I applied that lesson to throwing, okay? If I'm looking to see where the stone lands, whether it's yeah. you or Sicily or Kristen, then I am not doing my job. I have to, from the moment that she, uh, one of my throwers mounts an implement, to the moment of release is where I need to be spending my uh, pay, paying attention. Yeah. And so, and then you just break it down from there. Uh, you know, move your foot this way, uh, lean this way, what have you. Yeah. And on the note of coaching, I was wanting to ask you, um, like, what's uh, let's give like a high and a low. I want to talk about like so. There's obviously like a high of coaching mm -hmm. or like a like a good thing of the good side of coaching where okay. when you're teaching something and they finally get it and it really locks it in and whatever technique it is they get and they're really happy with it and you're really happy for them because you gave them that mm -hmm. you gave them that um whatever whatever you want to call it um that's like a high do you think there's like a, a on the other side of coaching it's really tough yes and it has absolutely nothing to do with performance nothing at all I have throwers, I have athletes that are great. I have ones that are good, okay? And uh, I don't value any of them more or less than the other. What I value is dedication, okay? Um, I've had throwers come to the Ridgecrest, Ridgecrest Highlander practice that are wishy-washy at best, okay? Yeah. They, they, I don't know what they were doing there. Um, in one instance, I had uh, someone lied to me about why they were unable to make practice that day. Right. And then I saw them at Schooners immediately after practice, finishing their meals. Yeah. Is it you? No, it was, it not, was not me. Um, <laughs> that is a kind of athlete I have no time for. Okay. Yeah. I am intensely dedicated to the sports that I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't demand it from anybody. That's up to you to determine if you want it. But when I see that someone has it, I don't care if through, a hundred percent effort you still end up less than average or if you end up great if you put in the work if you put in the de dedication if you're there whether it's 30 degrees on a wednesday night in january or 110 degrees at the same time in august if you're there i will work with you uh, faithfully yeah. that is what i look for yeah. and that is people like that is a joy to coach a joy a privilege yes mm -hmm. Yeah, I experienced the same thing because, um, not to make it about me, but when I, just to just to relate, when I used to coach parkour and then there's this whole thing that happened, I used to coach a lot of kids and then there's like a very specific competing team that I coach now and all of the other kids that didn't compete but that would still be in class, they're like wanting to show up and get back into it again. And it's, it's tougher with kids, but it's just like, you can tell who's showing up. Those kids who show up for the competition team are are there to to work. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's not a performance thing. It's just like if other kids show up, like, oh, I want to do, I want to do it too. Like it's a public park where we do it. I can't really turn them down, but but it's I, also your time and your effort, exactly. Which I can't yeah. speak for you, but for me, it's completely un unreimbursed. Right. Okay, I don't charge anything, you know. Oh. And uh, but yeah, and, and not to discount performance entirely, because when I do see somebody where for maybe weeks or months we've been trying to get them through a sticking point in yeah. terms of how to turn on the weight for distance, which is a technically very challenging throw. Um, and then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. It's like, whoa, yeah. yeah there it you is. Know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So there's. Right. I don't mean to discount performance entirely, No. Yeah. but it's to me it's secondary to the uh, dedication that one has. Right, yeah, you can just tell from the... Mm-hmm. from the showing up usually yeah it's the, the if someone has the dedication and is willing to put in the effort whether they end up good or great the success will come okay right when they're just showing up and they get a hold of that 16 pound stone and you, it's like uh you know you really should just go join a spin class or a crochet <laughs> club or something so is the how hard is it carrying the weight of being so strong intelligent <laughs> charming well spoken. <laughs> what was the fifth one? <laughs> something about something about something. Yeah, ruggedly handsome, I believe. Does um, it? Yeah. Do you feel it more in your knees or your hips? All the, all the way. I've um, This is a sports injury question. No. No. no okay. Well, I'm going to turn it into a sports injury question. <laughs> okay. um, right. As much as I joke around, I try to be humble. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've had I've had surgeries on both knees. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the one on the right knee almost put me out of strength sports completely. Mm. Um, but I was I was stubborn and <laughs> didn't agree upon an orthopedic surgeon until I found one oh. that was willing to work with me to get me back into strength sports. Okay. Um, uh, knee injuries. Knee then. injuries. I've had uh, recurring tendonitis in the elbows. Okay. For over 20 years because I was an amateur arm wrestler. Oh. Yeah. Okay. In fact, here's just a funny little anecdote. How not to prepare for an upcoming competition. Yeah. So season uh, opener for Highland Games tomorrow. Yesterday on our job site, we had a visiting crane operator who was a professional arm wrestler. Okay. And they're like, hey, come on, hop in. And I was like, hey, man, I got competition in two days. This is not a good idea. Yeah. So, of course, I only arm wrestled four times. Um, <laughs> only four. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is not a smart way to avoid injury. Right. Two days before a competition. But my fragile male ego couldn't say yeah, no. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's... I get that. <laughs> um, and I, I've had a plethora of injuries. Um, you know, not, not necessarily sports-related, military-related, mm-hmm. job-related. I've got a huge uh, dent in my skull. Really? From yeah, I, I fell not very far, but I landed headfirst on a steel plate Oof. on a job eight years ago uh-huh. and uh, fractured my skull. It was a depressed skull fracture. Wow! So it was not only was it broken, but an entire plate of my skull was pressing against my brain. Uh, so that's you know that's one I've. I've that's uh, pretty, pretty serious <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Lord. Yeah. Military injuries, uh-huh. chronic injuries like you know shin splints and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I've I shouldn't really be walking whatsoever, mm-hmm. but here I am. I'm mm-hmm. probably just too stupid not to 
put it down. <laughs> now, is that, is that tenacity? Right. It is. It is. I've uh, the moments, the moment, and there's two. The moments in my life where I have been near death. Okay, uh -huh. I consider fortunate events because it's given me a, a perspective on life. I, I don't want to sound cliched, but kind of a carpe diem, okay. uh, you know, seize the day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, where I just I won't quit. I won't okay. quit. I'm not going to quit. When on the second knee surgery, when I did consult with the first orthopedic surgeon. Uh, knowing that it was a possibility that I could not return to strongman and Highland games. Yeah. My backup was to do bench press contests and arm wrestling again. Mm. Okay. I had a backup to, you know, being prohibited from doing strength events yeah. that were, you know, utilize the legs. So yeah. I just, no matter what. There's never an option to not do anything. No, you're not going to find me uh, coming home from work watching TV. Right. It's not my day. My, not my thing. Mm -hmm. Um. A lot of people around you look up to you and are inspired by your work ethic and your your accomplishments, especially you. your your recent accomplishments. Do you have anybody who you felt ever inspired by or or somebody? Oh. Did you have your own mentor? Because you're a mentor to so many around you now. Um, in a number of ways, yes. So I mentioned okay. Carl Myers Koff. Yes. He's the, the, the arm lifting super heavyweight world champion. This is the kind of uh, support he gives to fellow athletes. He and I were competing against each other mm -hmm. at one of the um, qualifying meets. Okay. That, that would, um, you know, that, that one did to qualify for the Olympia. So it was mm -hmm. about a year ago, and we're in the warm up room. And he said, Do you have, see, he was also an Olympic. Uh, shot and disc guy. Okay. He went to the okay. For Great Britain. Um, so he's an experienced, very experienced thrower. Yeah. Not in the Highland Games, but there's, of course, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, mechanically speaking similarities. Yeah. And so he, he uh, came up to me and he said, Do you have your stones with you in the car? My throwing stones. I uh -huh. said, Yeah. He goes, Go get one. I've been watching your Instagram videos. And you're all messed up. <laughs> you're all messed up on your form. We need oh. to correct that. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's been, and and that's granted. That's a, I was an outside sport to what we were doing that day. But there have been times in competition that, granted, I'm never going to catch Carl. Probably okay. That guy is a phenomenal lifter. Um, but um, there has been times where we have been in the same division because sometimes it's heavyweight, super heavyweight. Sometimes they combine them. Okay. okay? Uh, depending on the venue yeah and there has been times where it's like oh man i don't know if i should take my next attempt at uh five kilograms up 10 kilograms up or just take a little jump at two and a half kilograms yeah six kilograms because it's international right yeah yeah and he goes and he would help me make the decisions that is he is a phenomenally supportive athlete uh ode haugen who is the the current uh Heavyweight, arm lifting heavyweight world champion uh -huh. is 72 years old. Uh -huh. Okay. If that alone isn't uh, an inspiration, right? That means I've got 22 years still to catch up to where he's at. Right. That gives anyone hope. He's, he's a phenomenal athlete, also very supportive of, of younger athletes. Yeah. When I was doing the Seaside Highland Games in Ventura three or four years ago, uh -huh. I had a problem with my release on the caver to where I would put the log. I was turning it, but it wasn't turning completely. Yeah. And one of my own competitors said, hey, check it out. When when you release the log, don't stop your hands here. 
take them in a great big arc over your head and watch what happens next. And mm -hmm. boom, perfect score on the next one. From my fellow competitor. Couldn't even tell you who that was. But it's moments like that, you know, Carl yeah. Ode, yep. this person whom I don't even recall his name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just doing it for, for love of sport, love of strength, and to see their fellow uh, throwers and lifters do well. So. Do yeah. well, yeah. And that's why I, I try uh, to, for my part, to do the same. Yeah, man, that is so, that's, again, not to bring it back to me, but just for like it's all about you, Stephen. <laughs> it's all, everything I do is trying to make it about me. <clears throat> Sorry. No, yeah, that is just like, just to relate, that is super similar to the parkour community, because like, yeah, just like when we go into the competitions, the coolest thing is like when somebody is struggling with something and everybody's watching them, there's nothing but applause and there's nothing but like you got it. And um, when somebody like completes the highest level skill challenge, like everybody in the place is cheering for them and like, hey, like trying to help them out. You know, so it's just like community aspect mm -hmm. uh, of the, the sports. It sounds like that is like yeah, probably the best thing about it's, it. The strength <laughs> sports in general, uh, Highland Games, strongman, arm lifting. Uh, it's of all the sports that I've been involved in over the course of my life. I've been involved in since I was fourteen. One thing or another, um, it is the most supportive community I've experienced. Again, I mentioned I was an amateur boxer for many years. Mm -hmm. you, you can't you can't tell your opponent, hey, you know. Yeah. You, if you throw a right, crap, <laughs> a right cross left foot combo like this, yeah, you know, following, be able to yeah, following, it. you know, following my jab, you'll really knock me out. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't quite, out, yeah. it doesn't quite work there. Yeah. And surprise, not, I don't know if this is surprising or not. You get a lot of that. Uh, look at me from runners. Really, ah, that is yeah. actually kind of surprising. yeah, which is surprising because there are no arms to go out, but they do it anyway. <laughs> there are no, yeah, they're very skinny, huh? <laughs> I was very skinny for many years. I was Weren't crazy. you in track yeah. and field? I was. I was a track and field guy when I was younger. Distance, uh, speed events, mm -hmm. field events. Mm -hmm. I did. Um, I did the mile, and then I did cross country my freshman year. Oh, okay. What was your mile time? Four fifty-five. Oh, dude! I just not to try to like outdo you, but we were very close as a junior in high school. I did a four fifty-one. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was a dude. You should have seen me back then. As a junior, I was That's probably about 100, 150 pounds. Hey, running yeah. sucks. How it's, tall are you? Six one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Running okay. sucks. That's funny. Because um, I don't like running. I stopped running when I was I fourteen. Yeah. Um, I messed up my hip flexors mm. really badly with uh, cross country. I think it was just too much too soon. Because the middle school I went to, we didn't have a true track and field program. It was a really small middle school and we would just get ready a few weeks in advance for the junior Olympics. I see. Um, so I was just naturally good at running. And then my freshman year was my first time actually competitively running. And I think again, going on varsity immediately was just too much too soon. And then high impact messed up my hip flexors. I, I stubbornly kept up with it till I was about 43, 44. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And I was incredibly unathletic as a child. Okay. Um, and just as a quick, addendum to that uh, yeah. the only sports i've ever had any real success in are individual sports okay. running boxing lifting yeah. throwing um i've never been good at team sports gotcha my one my one excursion in team sports was high school hockey and mm -hmm. i did not know how to play hockey 
um, I was the, the Marty McSorley of my team. I just I just smashed people <laughs> when they that was that was my only job. I was the enforcer. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, no, ha- having been in elementary school, incredibly unathletic, and there not having been many options outside of soccer and baseball, sure, base- basketball, yeah. things that I just wasn't very good at. Um, high school opened up more options. Yeah. And so I was a runner and a wrestler. Gotcha. And, and there I did have success. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was kind of finding my place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you and right. and once again, work ethic because actually right. freshman year. I was not particularly good at anything. Okay. And then in the off season between freshman and sophomore year, I worked my tail off. Uh-huh. Okay. And came back sophomore year as one of the top people in the conference. Okay. So yeah, it's so it's one part finding my place, finding yeah. my people, and then adding the work work ethic. Without the work ethic, that would have been nothing. Okay. Did you ever have to do anything you feel like to develop your work ethic and that competitive drive? No, would you... it was very natural. Okay. It was very natural. And I'll tell you, so you asked me a few moments ago about inspirations. My grandfather. Okay. My grandfather, he only died. He died when I was four. Okay. Wow. Okay. But he was this looming semi-mythological character to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was 6'3", 250 pounds. And I've had this discussion with people that that number, 250 pounds, is like my baseline. If I'm not there, I feel less than. Because okay. here I am, 46 years later, and yeah. I still compare myself to him. Yeah. But wow. he he was a, uh, so the, those were his dimensions, right? Yeah. Um, he, uh, he was a farmer turned factory worker. He was a okay. union machinist in Chicago. Okay. Okay. My dad? Okay, that's fine. Hello. You busy? Yeah, a bit. That's funny. <laughs> I would say my parents never show up, but you know, obviously, yeah, they're here yeah. all the time. So he mine was, are both gone, so it's not an option. He but was a ahead. union. Yeah. Okay. He, he was he was a farmer turned uh, machinist, factory mm-hmm. worker. During World War II, he contributed to the war effort. He was uh, okay. Uh, building anti-aircraft weaponry uh, for the Pettibone Mulligan Corporation in Chicago. Uh-huh. And uh, he just had an incredible work ethic. That's what it was. I I worshipped him. I absolutely worshipped him. And at the age of four years old, I remember my grandmother would send me out into the yard yeah. to pull weeds in her garden. Mm-hmm. And I would attack it yeah. like it was an athletic event. Okay, right. like, it, you know, something like that with the inspiration in mind being working like my grandfather. Gotcha. Yeah. And so that it, work ethic when it comes to athletics, when it came to military training, when it came to my own job, was right. second nature by that time uh-huh. because his his uh, um, memory loomed so large to me. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's yeah. crazy. When you, and he died at four, you said? When I was four. When you right. were four. Yeah, yeah he was... Uh, Let's see, 1908 to 1976. What is that? 74 years old? I think I'm doing my math wrong. 70. Anyway. Oh, wait, to 70. You said 76? Oh, I was sorry. 1976. So, 76. He was. I'm completely failing in my math right now. 1906. I'm sorry. He was born in 1906. Okay. Died, so, he was only 70 years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, but, um, uh, yeah, he just. He was just a. a he was an, to me, he was an inspiring man. You know what I mean? 
And so yeah, just by off of what you heard. Yeah, just yeah. by four years of exposure to a very young, impressionable, malleable mind. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um what would you say to those who I, I feel like I mean, I'm sure every generation says this, but we're seeing probably one of the unfortunately most complacent generations we have seen yet, and I would I would credit that unfortunately to the the rise in short media content like TikTok, like Instagram Reels, and everything. Our attention spans are shot. That's that's and, clinical. That's proven. And then our uh, I believe that I haven't seen it, but I I've seen studies. Believe it. Yeah. Um, attention spans are shot, and then our artificial dopamine has ruined our. Our perception of the our reward system. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's too easy to sit and watch something that's going to, you know, give you that chemical reaction in your brain versus going out and working towards something. With that being said, what would you say to somebody who's in the younger generation who's tainted almost by, by this new age um, ideology of work ethic and, mm -hmm. and what is okay and it's okay to you know the, the idea that it's okay to be lazy or to not work very hard because it's too challenging or difficult how would you break somebody out of that if it came to you mm -hmm. wanted your help that's a good question i usually avoid generational judgments or i try to okay because i've watched it play out over and over right right I, it doesn't matter where you are in history yeah the older generation always points at a finger at the younger generation uh -huh. and says oh when i was younger shut up okay yeah really you know um when i was in the military the vietnam era veterans that were still on active duty did it to us gotcha i'm i'm you know i'm certain there'll be a point in, in military history where the Iraq and Afghanistan veterans are looking at the next generation and going, oh, you kids are a bunch of little Nancys. You right. Know, you know, right. It's, it, this repeats itself. So you have to, I have to ask myself, what truth is there really to it? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I try to avoid those kind of generational judgments. I'm horrible about it. I'm um, horrible about <laughs> talking about this generation. I'm not a huge fan of the way this I've generation, noticed, generation I've, I've, noticed, I've noticed differences, that we're both okay, yeah. um, which I don't necessarily care for. And that is because of the prevalence, because I think so many of your generation, unfortunately, learn to socialize online, mm -hmm. they will do and say, no, they will sit, they will write things, mm -hmm. okay, in a comment section that would never fly in person. That is absolutely correct. Case yeah. in point, yeah. when I was still married, I'm divorced, mm -hmm. when I was still married, um, a, a youngster that I had on Facebook wrote incredibly crude comments about my than life. Okay. Well, and he would because it was that. safe. It was online. Yeah. But I lived in Anaheim. He lived in Whittier. That's a twenty minute drive. Yeah. And so I said, "Hey, hon, I'll be back in about forty five minutes." So I went, knocked on the door. The old man answered. The, his old man was a, a coworker of mine. Okay. He goes, "Hey, how you doing?" I said, "Hey, Bobby. Uh, before anything, I need you to send Grandma out here on the front door because I'm not going to disrespect your home." And then I simply asked him. I said, "Would you care to repeat?" what you wrote a half an hour ago. Yeah. And he said, no. And I said, go erase it. Wow. Yeah. You knew where this guy lived? <laughs> That's not information that when he That's says, my, my, my point is, and I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy. I don't care for that kind of talk. Everybody does it. Most people that do it are anyway. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, 
you know what, I shouldn't even necessarily point my finger at your generation, because I think anybody that can hide behind the veil of the, uh, you know, a social yeah. media site will do it, okay? We've all seen the rampant uh, uh, comment sections in any of it, okay? Yeah. And anybody do it. So somebody my age, somebody your age, somebody older than both of us yeah. do yeah. it because there's safety in it, yeah. okay? But yeah. there is, unfortunately, a generation which has learned to socialize uh, artificially. Yeah, okay. and I agree. It's not necessarily just our generation, for sure. It's let out into mm -hmm. anybody. And I also think... This this borders upon the generational judgment that I mentioned that I try to avoid. Uh -huh. But I think something that I, I've read articles along these lines in, in the Atlantic. I've heard it on NPR. Yeah. One of the I think a very important class that should probably be taught these days mm -hmm. is um, um, internet literacy. How to decipher a meme that's BS. How to yeah. deci decipher something that's misinformation disinformation yeah. or just hyping up a, an emotional aspect of a story okay yeah. and to draw a comparison between say how a lot of you guys learned how to work out and lift okay it's a lot of tiktok videos youtube videos in when i was uh really first started pursuing weight training yeah when i was uh, on active duty we had uh the arnold schwarzenegger uh, Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Right. We had Dr. Fred Hatfield's uh, Power of Scientific Approach. Mm -hmm. We had Flex Magazine. We mm -hmm. had Muscle and Fitness when it was worth anything. <laughs> okay. We had uh, Powerlifting USA. These were the sources you had to read. Yeah. You had to read or you had to seek uh, training or advice from experienced lifters. Okay. Yeah. I do, if I see somebody doing something stupid in the gym, I walk the other way and wait for the show. Okay. Not because I, well, I do cheer for other people's failure at times. Because sometimes <laughs> that's a good way to learn. Right, okay? right, yeah, yeah. But also because I've, I've learned the hard way that if I were to walk up to somebody and say, you know, hey, maybe you should try doing this on your squat or this on your bench press. Yeah. I usually get a look like, hey, go away, old man. Right. And that's fine. You know what? You do you. Okay. Yeah. But I think there's a lot less hands-on, interactive learning, interactive learning today than there was when I was coming up. And that does, mm -hmm. it shows, yeah. it shows. You think so? Do you think, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think there should be, there should be more people who try to do that, that walk up and be like, hey man, I don't know what you're You gotta doing. know your audience. You yeah. know, if, if I know you guys, yeah. I know you guys. If I saw you doing something that I said was, that I felt was a mistake, mm -hmm. I know that I can come over you know that I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bully you in some way yeah. or be the know-it-all. You know that I'm genuinely trying to help you. Okay. Yeah. If I do it to a complete stranger, he, he's like, hey, I never asked for your help. Why don't yeah. you go away? Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Go, go, go dye the, the gray out of your beard and leave me alone. It's also like they, on the other side, they don't know you and they don't know that you they have your best intentions. So and like, they didn't ask for my help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Fortunately, actually, I've seen with this younger generation, primarily the high school boys, I... Uh, the broccoli heads? The broccoli heads, yes. I get questions <coughs> maybe once a week, once every other week from, mm -hmm. from a lot of these younger, younger They're probably going to be more comfortable talking to someone of their in their own yeah, peer group. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm happy to say that there are some who genuinely want to seek out. And they know that I've been working out for a lot longer than they have, and they know, mm -hmm. you know you know, where I am with the, with the gyms and everything. So, and, and let's also look at something else. 
the way I present myself in the gym yeah. is... It's scary. It's not user-friendly. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, I got my beanie cap pulled all the way down <laughs> my eyes. I've got an old beat-up pair of work boots. And I'm very intense and focused on what I do. So there's, yes, nothing, you are. there's nothing about my persona in the gym that says, hey, come talk to me. I'm a let, guy. let me help yeah. you. I'm a very jovial person. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> I mean, I... I you're totally different in and outside the gym environment, which well, is Not funny. necessarily outside the gym, but once I, you know, outside if I have a personal room. interaction with somebody... Yeah, it's not like shut up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless they need to shut up. Yeah, because you're able to go in between like this. I'm working now, and then like, oh, now I'm having a, an interaction with somebody. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I don't like doing that too often, to be honest. I kind of, I kind of prefer getting into my zone, locked in. Let me get my earbuds in. Leave me alone for like. 30, 45 minutes after I'm done with my compound movements, my heavy, heavier lifts, then we could start talking in between sets. But before then, let me let me focus on my form, let me focus on my weight, I'm using. You're right, and for me, it's also a time management thing. An yeah, yeah. average workout yeah. for me, you know, I go in, I do all my lifting, I do my auxiliary work over on the punching bags and mm -hmm. recumbent bike or what have you, stretching, mm -hmm. and then I'm out back in that dirt field throwing. Yeah. Okay, so my average gym session is two hours. Okay. Okay. And you fit that all in in two hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, and at that, sometimes longer, sometimes less, but that's about the average. Mm -hmm. And so with that, knowing that I'm coming in at four and I'm going to be on the hook till six, yeah, makes me want to just kind of you know nose to the grindstone and get yeah. it done. Yeah. Just get it get done. done. Yeah. Agreed. Which doesn't always because I, I do like to talk. I do like to BS with people. Right. You know. So sometimes it's also on me to stay focused. Yeah. 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 yeah agreed. Uh. Do you prefer working out on your own? Absolutely. Okay. Very, very few times do I enjoy working out with people. Okay. I like I like working out with my fiance. She owns a gym down in Pasadena. Um, yeah. But oftentimes we are simply in there together, but doing our own thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, we're both very. Um, She's a lot like you in that manner, though. Yeah, She's super competitive. Absolutely. Though. Oh, absolutely. Just a, but we're both so very singularly focused on our individual uh, programs or. Yeah. methodologies yeah. that uh, we don't typically do the same thing together. Okay. Uh, in fact, and the only time I think I've done any working out with anyone mm -hmm. are these recent strength challenges that have arisen between me and Kristen yeah. and whoever else we may be able to recruit right. on a given week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, that that's what I think is really cool is your fiance is in that same world as you. She was competing in Olympia. Is she competing this weekend? No, no, she doesn't throw. Okay. She, I, I wish she would. Um, okay. She has. She's only five feet tall, and because of her height, yeah. uh, some of the implements are are difficulty because the hammers are four feet long. So uh -huh. that's eighty percent of her height. So she, right. you know, mechanically right. yeah. has difficulty yeah. with some of that. But her, uh, the weights for distance. She, oh god, she's got such great form. She would okay. kill in that event. But oftentimes, it's a. Um, she ends up in an overbooked situation because she's also a singer in multiple oh. bands. Okay, oh. one of them being a um, a Dropkick Murphy style Celtic rock band. Okay, so, well, Celtic rock, they're playing the Highland Games. Ah, so, yeah. so very at, cool. at Seaside at uh, the Ventura Highland Games back uh -huh. in October, I was on one end of the of the venue throwing. She was in the middle of the venue on the stage singing. Yeah, um, yeah. So. For that reason, she hasn't really pursued uh, throwing as an okay. activity. Plus, she's got, I, I thought I went in several different directions between work and 
you know, three or four different sports at any given moment, writing yeah. a book and, and this and that. And, uh, you know, she's got all of that. Yeah. Plus, you know, for example, she's traveling to, I believe, Germany in a few months to speak at a conference. Wow. Uh, she's, yeah, she's incredibly successful and very uh, going in different directions. So to add another thing, could yeah. be, you know, that could be that kind of tipping she point. She has a few books, right? Uh, several books. She has, she's a vegan. She has one or two wow. vegan diet science slash cookbooks and she just uh, melody schoenfeld she just did a um a, a co-authored a book with another trainer lee boyce from canada over the mechanics of lifting how um do you know sicily over at the gym yeah, yeah. okay she's uh four foot ten four foot eleven mm -hmm. and very compact okay yeah, yeah. i of course I of course, yes, incredibly strong. She's a world record holding powerlifter in her in her division. Wow. Um, I'm, for example, six one, mm -hmm. right? Pretty lanky, mm -hmm. uh, with exceptionally long arms. Okay, okay. even for my height. So this book that Melody and Lee wrote discusses how people of varying body types, body lengths, builds, yeah. want to approach lifting differently. Okay, mm -hmm. that's very interesting. That's so cool. So she's a author. Author, gym owner, athlete across multiple sports, singer. Um, I, I think I got everything. That's crazy. But even I lose track. Sorry, honey. Fiance. <laughs> Fiance, yeah. You know, puts up with my garbage. <laughs> so that's awesome. See, you guys definitely that, and that's great. I was have. wondering if we could ask you, ask you about her. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. We too personal, beforehand. but no, 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 no. wanting to know. You guys are able to, I imagine, motivate and push one another if you have such a hard we have, work ethic. I think so. I think this has been the most consistent I've been athletically probably in my life. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't come from any active pushing on her part. Uh -huh. I think it simply comes from her presence. Sure. I don't want to fall behind. Right. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I like that. I like the idea That's of so uh, having <laughs> happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. That's so cute. My heart. Mm -hmm. He's jealous oh, yeah, happy of the love that you have that he doesn't that he doesn't have yet. Well, add a little bass to your voice, and <laughs> they'll come flocking. What are you talking about? Uh, no, that's super cool. That's super cool. <coughs> I always like to see power couples. Um, sometimes you don't see two different um, ideologies and work ethics mesh together super well, and even if they do come together, it sometimes causes insecurities or lack of self-worth or it, a know, toxic. She, she's experienced that in previous relationships Okay, where some of the dudes she's dated has been, um, mm, not sure of themselves or well, yeah, like so you lift more than me, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm you can not, imagine what that does to the average dude, yeah, right? Yep, dude, yep. well, that's just it, dude, not a man, dude, yeah, um, right, right. But no, I, 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 one of the things. There is one thing she absolutely outdoes me in, and um, one of the you know roads less traveled that she's taken athletically. Yeah, she performs old time circus strongman feats of strength. Really? Yes. That's she has. She can regular. She can. She could come in here right now without any preparation. Yeah. And tear a four inch phone book. Why? Okay? She bends horseshoes. She bends nails. Um, she can bend. Uh, uh, steel bars, okay. Wow. And there's a YouTube video. If you were to look up Melody Schoenfeld, Louisville Slugger, uh -huh. okay. And she was in a gym somewhere, and I think they taught her the proper way to do it. And she takes a Louisville Slugger behind her thigh, yeah, and starts bending this way. And within two seconds, she cracks it, breaks it right in half. Yeah, 
I haven't even. It's incredibly. Impressive. I think I tried bending a nail with it once, uh, and I, I think she gave me a, a, a small gauge one, yeah. so I didn't feel like a total putz. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she does all these things. Right. She can take a frying pan and curl it up. Oh, that's so cool. Um, for wow. whole, the whole gym, besides lifting equipment, uh-huh. is these little decorations of, of, of twisted frying pans and, <laughs> and bent horseshoes and a pile of, of torn phone books. Wow. It's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. so cool. That is super she cool. absolutely outdoes me in that realm of strength, uh-huh. and I don't feel in the least bit emasculated. I think it's cool. No yeah. way. Hey, look what my chick does. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's how it should be anyways. You guys should be lifting each other up and like, mm-hmm. shit, look about. Sometimes, if anything, yeah, if, if anything yeah. there's a bit of this because she'll have a perspective on how I should do something or vice versa. Uh-huh. And we're like, yeah, mind your business. Because yeah, <laughs> we're both so headstrong about how we train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, let's watch 90 Day. Let's watch 90 Day Fiance together. Do you have any, yeah, other than, um, other than obviously all those things you do, do you have anything else that you enjoy doing? Myself personally, I'm uh, I'm very handy with a pencil and sketchbook. Really? Yeah. um, The more you know. I actually applied years, over, well over thirty years ago, to the American Academy of Art in Chicago, Uh and was accepted, um, but because of reasons of uh, having to enlist Uh to avoid a jail sentence. Ah. Um, I did not pursue it. Will you have me my phone, Stephen? Absolutely. A few years ago, and I doubt we'll be able to, unless you wanted to hold it up to the thing. Um, uh, maybe if you want to send it to me. Uh, absolutely. Um, give me a moment to pull it up. It's in one of my files here. Actually, here, what? This is, this is something I drew. I think I completed this about a year ago. What the? That's impressive. That is so that good. Is so what impressive. So that's I, cool. just pencil, right? Yeah, it's just pencil, pencil, and then a standard sketch pad. Would you mind plugging it back in? Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so Sorry to interrupt. My mom says, "Tell the ducking rock star said hello, please." Oh, tell her I said hi. <laughs> the ducking rock. Star. The ducking. <laughs> um, I've I've uh, been collecting like my own writings. I have them in files on my uh, in various places. Yeah, and I've been collecting that. I've joined a um, about about a year ago. I joined uh-huh. a veteran-based writers group. Okay. Who has uh, they, along with some personal friends of mine, including yeah. the fiance, uh, have kind of uh, helped me walk through my own doubts about my literary okay. skills. Gotcha. And uh, as of right now, recording time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a possibly interested publisher in my first collection of short stories. Wow. So it's, That's it's, awesome. It's still very... Sure. You know, sure. You know, uh, that and I do a lot of work with uh, Animal Rescue. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's really about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, just... just- you know, just be, you know, just to throw that in there. Just animal <laughs> rescue. If just you, animal you rescue, writing a book, draw better than all of you. What do you think you push yourself more mentally with then? The writing or the, arm, the oh, strongman stuff? Oh, definitely athletically. Athletically? Uh, yeah, the writing is, is difficult for me to do because it's bringing up, a lot of it's military-based, okay, yeah. deployment-based, and some of that, quite frankly, not to sound dramatic and not to sound, you know, like I'm 
gonna jump behind the weeds the next time a car backfires, but some of that can be difficult to write about. Sure. You definitely um, yeah. sure. You know, really but, think it is not. But I've been told I, I have a knack. So I've pursued it. I, I used to use I don't do it anymore, but I used to use Facebook as kind of a sounding board just to get oh, okay. yeah. I, I would publish publish post yeah excerpts of some of my writings yeah uh, on there just to just to see what the feedback was yeah you know um, I've stopped doing that because I think my own um, self-confidence regard to regarding writing has kind of gone beyond needing that kind of affirmation yeah and sure. so every now and again I'll still run it by you know the fellas in the group okay or right. or a friend of mine who's a, a you know, or even my fiance, who's granted she's writing technical books about lifting and cooking and right. nutrition, but still I run it by people who are smarter than me. Sure. Right. Now that brings me to, this will be my last question, then I'll, I'll let you okay. uh, take it away. Um, how long did it take you to develop a support system and how important is a support system to you in your eyes? Right. We're talking about all these you people. You have to be specific support for what? Uh, whatever you're doing, um, Ooh, for writing, um, you talked about the support within the actual arm lifting. All of it, I would say, has just kind of happened. It was all okay. very circumstantial. I never sought it out. Okay. okay. You know, the, the um, yeah, I think I'm, I might be independent to a fault. Sure. Where, you know, I, I'll, I'll do this my way, thank you very much, and mm -hmm. then... But somebody like a Carl comes along and says, hey, why don't you throw that stone this way, mm -hmm. you know? Um, or, you know, the reason I got involved with the writers group is um, we were at the LA County Book mm -hmm. Fair, uh, or Festival okay. of Books, over on the USC campus. Mm -hmm. And the very first booth I came upon was this writers group. I was like, eh, let's see. Let's see what they got going on. Mm -hmm. And one of the... Um, one of the coordinators uh, had a book titled 50 Stupid Things That People Say to Veterans. Okay. Yes. And I was like, oh, and it kind of, like this light bulb went off in my head. Yes. And I was like, okay, let's see what this guy wrote. Mm -hmm. And within the first, the first two things, and I forget which order they were, mm -hmm. were thank you for your service and have you killed anyone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And those... On the one, I think I've shared with you fellas, my, yeah. you, I've yeah. shared with you my opinions on thanking me for my service. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and asking, asking somebody ask the second somebody. question is yeah. incredibly inappropriate. So like, why uh, would you? It's, it's, that? yeah, that's a vile, it's a vile, vulgar question to ask. Yeah. And he, he put those as numbers one and two. Okay. And yeah. that's when I realized I met a group of people that know what's going on. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so it all just kind of proliferated from there. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Real recognizes real. Real recognizes real. Well, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So any any support that I've had through the years, athletically, uh, literary, whatever it may be, has all been very accidental. I, I didn't seek it out, but I'm fortunate when providence laid it in, you know, upon me. Yeah. I think that's the best way, honestly. Not the best way, but the most... The, the best way you're going to meet the the people who are really there to support you is organically. You, I don't, don't, I don't believe in going out. to seeking out like, oh, I need, I mean, you, you've got people there that you know already that you can seek out. But if you're just kind of trudging along doing your own thing mm -hmm. for yourself, 
there will be people who are drawn to you. Yeah, that I, will be like. And, I and I'll be the first to admit be. that I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm independent to a fault. I'm stubbornly stubborn, you know. I, and so, if it had not been for, however you choose to characterize it, luck, the universe, God, okay, putting those people in my life. Yeah, I, I would never have sought it out. Right. But on the flip side, it's been nothing but beneficial to me in a number of ways. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Me? Yeah. 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 That was. I, I um, asked too many questions. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Let, let, me, let me add to that answer. Seven six zero. Okay. So when I was offered this job on base, uh, the very one of the very first things I did was look up a gym mm -hmm. in Ridgecrest. Okay. And a, a few things popped up, but it was your guys that seemed to be most up my alley. Uh -huh. And look where that's gone to. You know what I mean? Everybody at the gym, from you fellas to your folks, Kristen in Paris, Maria messing with me, mm -hmm. you know, any and you know, any group of people, people who don't even necessarily work there, Eric Cassidy with mm -hmm. his rescue dog Maverick. Okay. Right. These have all been incredibly fulfilling friendships and relationships yeah. that I never would have sought out. They were just there. They just ended up in my direction, and it's this is this has been one of the most accepting this job, you know. And despite the minor inconvenience having to travel here from right. Pasadena and back and forth every week, has yeah. been an incredibly fulfilling experience. Mm -hmm. All by accident. Well, thank you. Hey, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it, it played out in in your favor. Absolutely. Yeah. So Ridgecrest is not. We don't have much redeeming qualities, but I think that <laughs> the community and especially his parents well, being big advocates. I, for I think like attracts like, you know, and and um, you're not going to see me hanging out with the kind of guys that are bellied up to the to the bar at the Patriot. Right, right. There was a time when those were my people. They're not anymore. I, I I'd much I'd much rather converse with fellows like you and you know the other people that I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. So just surround yourself with like-minded people. No, no, they were there. They were there, and we were just drawn to each other. It was there was no effort put into it whatsoever. It just yeah. happened. Yeah, that's why I consider it one of the most just accidentally right. fortunate events ever yeah. in my life. Mm -hmm. That's so sweet. Um, I guess, I guess that's it. Yeah, I mean, what right. one of the questions was going to be? What do you think of? What do you think of us? What do you think of Stephen? I actually prepared an answer for this. Okay? Ah, okay. And, and I know given the way I give both of you two a hard time, you're probably not expecting it. I think you're both in your own respective ways, very impressive athletes. You are very agile. The parkour that you do particularly impresses me. I think I, I'm always impressed with things that I cannot do. I couldn't have done that even when I was your age. Yeah. I would break a hip. I would have broken a hip <laughs> when I was 20, okay? I'm, I'm looking forward. Do they have competitions in that sport? Do, yeah. You need to tell me when it is, because I would like to see it. I would like to see you do your thing wow. in a competitive realm. You, and I've told you this, okay, you know my opinion of physique athletes. You know my opinion of the current state of bodybuilding, yeah. okay? But the way you have built your physique in the vein of the old golden era bodybuilders, and I've mentioned particularly Steve Reeves, yeah. okay, from the yeah. 50s and 60s, I mean, you almost look like him a little bit, too, with the way you wear your hair, Okay. I think is very impressive. I, I think there's much more, at the risk of sounding fruity, okay, much more impressive about the way you build your physique mm -hmm. than a Ronnie Coleman who can't even walk anymore. Wow, okay? yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I Just appreciate that. Crazy. No, I Thank you. Credit should, one of the things I've learned at this stage in my life is give people the credit they deserve. Okay. Don't assume that they know. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, that would, you yeah. always post your, your, your jumping videos. You always post your, your poses. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you guys have some self-awareness. Kristen knows what a great athlete she is. But it doesn't hurt to tell anybody, every, you know, people like, man, you're agile. Dude, you got a great physique. You throw like a freaking champion. Everybody you know? needs a little pat on the back Absolutely. sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Even yeah. if you're a world champion. Yeah. So good yeah. job, Lee. I'm not a world champion. Silver, <laughs> not, me silver oh, medalist. a world record now? Silver medalist with one world record. Okay, world recordist. World yeah. record holder. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows if that even stands? I haven't looked up the the. Uh, no, I, I haven't looked up the the um, and honestly, placements like, lately. Yeah, support support more of that. Like, if you see somebody excelling, like, don't be afraid to tell them that. Like, hey man, you're killing it. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. Yeah, like, they could use that. You know, and you might not even know how much they need that. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. most people definitely are deprived of their uh, their. Um, Gratification, not even gratification, I suppose, but more so their positive feedback, recognition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do have one more question. Please. Can you tell me what's going on in this picture right here? <laughs> okay, we were on. That's me. And, I didn't get you. Um, <laughs> you're a dick. Um, no, that's awesome. That was me and my buddy. Um, God, Butch, um, Butch Thompson. Okay. Yeah, they say the name. So we were to... on the USS Germantown. Okay. Uh -huh. mm. And he was doing map layouts. Okay. For oh, yeah, the... you can see him with his pencil. Yeah, we was doing map layouts, map overlays for yeah. a patrol we were going to run in conjunction with a Heliborn helicopter mission. Uh -huh. Okay. And uh, he was all bent over with his ass sticking up. <laughs> He's got his knees up too. Like, I just couldn't help. I, I back then, so that's about ninety six or ninety seven. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know we didn't have cell phones, right? You know, I'm sure we could have gone and bought like a digital camera, which would have been incredibly expensive. At the time. Yeah, yeah. So we used to just get these little Kodak wind up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, yeah. even uh -huh. smile those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'd get them at the PX. Mm -hmm. You know, fill it up with I think twenty four photos. Bring it back to the PX, and they'd actually develop it for you. Right? Yeah. So that's how we ever uh, any any photos I ever have from a deployment. It came from these little things. Yeah. And so I toss somebody my little Kodak and winds it up, and I mean, look at the look on my face. <laughs> it's just sheer joy. I'm just that owning. Is, I'm just owning Thompson. That is the wind up of the century. He's ready, <laughs> he's ready to put his hips back into it. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, I still partake in shenanigans like that. That's funny. I just can't help myself. I agree. Or I, um, I assume you do. <laughs> so right, that was it. I'd say your final, the final thing that I would like to hear from you, a mini speech about the importance of work ethic, something something for the audience to take away, for the younger generation, Let's for sure people like Kristen still who are competing. Still going. For anybody who's getting ready to compete or needs that extra boost and self-assurance to compete what do you have to say to those people um okay the four points of success grow a beard eat cheeseburgers and ice cream don't wear skinny jeans and lift heavy that's it man so you've already okay. failed on one point <laughs> i was kidding what do you think of my pants <laughs> i can't grow a beard yet 
I don't feel bad. I couldn't grow one until I was one in my 40s. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah. something going on. Yeah, you do. Yeah. What do you think? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I, I, all jokes aside, I it was so ingrained in me because, I, as I said, the inspiration of my grandfather yeah. that I never had to really develop it. It was there inherently. Mm -hmm. um, and the only other thing, I, so the only other thing I could really, the only other way I could articulate it, uh -huh. and it's going to sound like a stupid Nike commercial, it's just, you know, yeah, just do it. I mean, just quit. Just do it. Quit mind screwing it. Okay. You know. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be techniques and methodologies to one's training that you have to streamline for whatever it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. But just get in there and get it done, man. I, I don't. Don't. Don't complicate it. Mm -hmm. Pursue it. Just do you know? the thing. Yeah. Stop watching TV. Stop your scrolling on the toilet. Okay. And go lift something. Go run somewhere. Go jump mm -hmm. over something. Whatever. <clears throat> Whatever your jam is, just do it, man. You know, I don't want my gravestone to read, he watched 4,678 hours of television during the course of his life. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm -mm. He did this, 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 this. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather people remembered me for, uh, well, I mean, any, any number of things, but hopefully helping them do something. Right. You know, so I have, at this point in my life, I have a... Um, and I, it's going to sound a bit dramatic, mm -hmm. I'm concerned about my relationship with eternity. Okay. I, I want to live past what my body okay. could be here for. Yeah. So what are you doing to do that? Yeah. You know, I'm watching, well, I was going to say The Mandalorian. I dig The Mandalorian, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. <clears throat> Plopping yourself down after work, yep. right? And, and mowing down a bunch of junk food. You know, or, or, or whatever your significant other cooks so that you can sit there and watch TV and then go to work and bitch about what your significant other cooked. That ain't no way to live, dude. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Not anymore. Not ever. Not ever. Not ever. No, just, yeah, just remember how, think about how you want to be remembered when you're no longer walking this earth. If I were to walk out this door right now and get mowed down by a, a truck, okay, I'm fine with that. Because I've led a full life, and I know that I've had a, a more or less positive impact upon a lot of people, and I'm I'm good with that. I think that's a good ender. I think that's a fantastic ender. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my on pleasure. This Thank you guys for edition. having me. Yes. Yeah.